This dope podcast is about a sober lifestyle, style, style, style. promise, motivation, inspiration, and transformation. The sober is dope podcast is about a sober lifestyle, style, style. I was able to transform my mind and body and spirit. We won't steer you wrong. I would like to thank the company Slam Find, Nao Jones, and Duly Noted for the poems in this segment. Thank you. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Sober is Dope podcast with your host, Pop Buchanan. Today's episode is about mental health and poetry. And this episode is really deep to me because um, I have two great poems from two amazing young ladies. One who goes by the name of Nio Jones and the other one who goes by the name of Duly Noted. Um, I found these beautiful mental health poems online and it resonated with me because when I started the mental health series, it was for the many people, including myself in the Sober is Dope um, community that deals with mental health um, disorders on across the whole spectrum. I have, it's, it's like a real serious thing and I think mental health awareness is very complex and and important that's why I wanted to do an ongoing mental health series on the podcast because I think there's a part of society that kind of just looks at mental health as something that's separate from itself and everyone has some mental health component we all deal with emotions we all deal with brain chemistry and mental health can appear at any time you could be born with mental health disorders or conditions you could develop it at any moment one life event could change your whole brain that's called neuroplasticity and we know that one life event whether it's a death in a family a bad breakup or traumatic situation can spark a mental health component it could change the neurochemistry of a human being and Sometime with mental health and addictions, family, friends, teachers, therapists, a lot of people can look at the person or the victim and say, you know, why are you not happy? Or, you know, why, 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 why are you being negative? It's kind of like an insensitivity. And hearing these young girls express themselves so eloquently helps shed light on this subject like if you know someone that's struggling with mental health issues it's too easy to say oh i told them they should just take their medication but they don't want to take their medication or i told them that they need to do this or i told them or why they keep talking about it why they keep complaining why they're always angry why they're always crying and it's not a one-size-fits-all solution to mental health We know scientifically that um, antidepressants work for some people and just don't work for others. Scientists are still working on other things like cognitive behavioral therapies to help. We know that mindfulness and meditation can help. We also know that diets can help and having an anti-inflammatory lifestyle or diet can help. We know that inflammation um, 
um, leads to depression or create depressive symptoms. But that's still not enough because for some people, they just can't explain it. Some people, it's just something that lingers. It's something that they have to fight with. It's hard to explain. It's so hard to explain. So ladies and gentlemen, this is a sensitive subject to me because I have a lot of friends that deal with many mental health issues and I know it's not easy. And um, it's just, we have to be sensitive. We have to raise awareness. We have to be compassionate and we have to be patient. The same thing with the addict. You know, I know addiction and someone that may be suffering with addiction can be very uh, um, annoying and disruptive and inconvenient at times because addiction is a very hard thing to deal with, you know, and I know this from a firsthand experience with myself, but addiction also carries a mental health component, okay? A lot of times people deal with drugs and alcohol to self-medicate because they're dealing with a larger issue, maybe from depression, anxiety, and maybe bipolar disorder, schizophrenia. You never know what someone is dealing with and they can't really articulate. And I have friends where I grew up that just out of nowhere, just one day, just were totally completely different people because they suffered from mental health and they, it got passed on from one of their parents and just seeing one of your friends lose it and just change, you realize how serious this is um, because it happens overnight, all right? Or sometimes you're born with it. So the first um, poem is entitled Healing, and it's from Nao Jones. And this is very, very good, ladies and gentlemen, so please enjoy it. I had a therapist tell me once... It was ironic how much love I gave out, because I didn't give much to myself. She laughed, like self-love was a sick joke. I chuckled, then cried at home. I had someone tell me once I could not love anyone else until I learned to love myself. This time I got to laugh. This time the sick joke was mine, was me. Might as well wait forever. I remember hating myself at the age of seven. Journals filled to the brim with criticisms by eight. I had enough pages to stitch them into wings, to fly close enough to the sun to see my tears turn to steam. Felt the wax burn on my shoulders and mold into thick skin. I was nine when I wanted to die. Thirteen when I found a solution, figured if I could cut my legs enough, gravity would let me go. When it didn't, I tied a pillowcase around my neck, twisting like the rope swings I knew so well from childhood. Heard my heartbeat pound in my ears like a warning drum, then fade. I'd almost convinced myself I'd done it. When I started writing, I smeared my blood on every page to remind myself that everything beautiful has a consequence. I'd hoped to stall the clotting long enough to give myself to the craft and let myself go. I have died so many times. So when I told you, that loving you almost makes life worth it. I was not joking when I tell you that loving you almost makes me forget how much I hate myself. It is not poetry. Loving you is taking all the love I could never give myself and putting it to good use. It is reminding myself that if someone can love a dying thing this way, can hold the Lazarus of my body and give thanks for the way it holds back, 
If someone can kiss the scars, administer the pills, absorb the bad days, and wake up smiling next to me, then I can try to breathe again. Because self-love does not always come first, or second, or even ever. But your love be the guardrail on the ledge, be the drawers that hide all the sharp things, be the body that carries my collapsed frame into bed, be the flowers you bought. Because even though they are dying too, they still dance. Love will not heal me, will not wipe my slate of a body clean. I will always be a woman of wounds, of rope-marked neck and melted skin. Love will not heal me, but it will hold my hand if I ever heal myself. And maybe teach me a joke that I can stay alive long enough to laugh at. I love you. Enough to want to love myself, too. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ladies and gentlemen, that poem totally blew me away. Um, shout out to Nao Jones. That was so important. I tried to find her online and couldn't find her. I'm going to continue to look for her. That poem totally touched me. You could feel the love, the heart, and the intensity, right? And she just felt so shocked that her therapist, right? That her th- now this is I have nothing against therapists. I love all I love my therapist, but sometimes I think it's a human thing where there's a disconnect between someone's pain and reality and what we think may be helpful for them. Sometimes you it's a hit and miss. Sometimes I give people advice and they take it the wrong way and I'm like I really meant this in the best way, but it's hurtful and you know you have to restructure your thoughts and maybe apologize and reframe it. But you know the fact that she, she the theme of this poem was self-love versus loving others and it just seemed like this young lady's therapy and her self-medication and her coping mechanism was loving another individual long enough in hopes that they will be there and that love will heal and be there long enough for her to hopefully love herself. But her inability to love herself didn't stop her from loving others. That's where she finds, finds her peace and that's where she finds her refuge. And it's like I said, it's really cookie cutter to say, well, why don't you love yourself or give yourself the same love that you're giving others? That's just totally ignoring the whole mental health component because her situation was a lack of self-love. She talks about she hated herself at age seven. So we know that, you know, why would a seven-year-old we could say this why would a seven-year-old hate their self right because you would think they're so young and why would you hate yourself but she did she also say by nine she wants to die by 13 she's extremely suicidal all right she states that loving you almost makes life perfect um 
this is deep, man. So, ladies and gentlemen, I really, really just want you to sit with this poem, sit with this reality, and just be aware of the mental health components that people struggle from young ages. You know, some people are born this way. Some people are born hating themselves, born depressed, born angry, born upset, born anxious. And we have to just love them. This is all about love. Just like she says, she's going to love others. She's giving other people. She has the ability to love, but seems to lack the ability to love herself. But in the end, she she gives hope, right? She said, I want to love you in hopes long enough that in hopes that one day you I could love me or you could love me and I could find myself in that way, right? So that was really deep for me. So the next poem, ladies and gentlemen, that I wanted to cover is from Duly Noted, and it's entitled um, A Letter to My Therapist. And this poem talks about shame. The theme of this poem for me was shame and you know, she talks about being having anxiety, depression, and that leading to a chronic issue if going untreated. She lets, I let my illness go untreated. Um, all that I left with was shame. You know, she, 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 she talks about being young and in school and having to hide because people wouldn't let her have her panic attacks in peace. Here's another theme of a young person displaying extreme mental health symptoms right and it's serious because when it comes from because i'm thinking if this is my daughter and i'm like these are my daughters for example and they're struggling with this and i'm disconnected and i'm insensitive right how detrimental would that be to their recovery and their therapy like so we need to all be mindful of how we deal with anyone struggling with mental health and look i'm not i have family members i have friends i have people that i'm in close relationships with that deals with mental health so i know how important it is to really be patient and love but sometimes it's not easy so it's something to be mindful um she talks about shame and starving herself and um, talking about I was supposed to be a happy kid. Her mother asking her, why did you do this, right? You, you know, why did you do this? Why are you being negative, okay? So someone can't help how they feel. So it's really insensitive and inconsiderate and to just say, oh, why don't you just be happy? Why don't you just be happy, you know? Why don't you just stop being this way? That's not a realistic approach to someone who doesn't know why they're that way, right? So it was more about we all have to re-educate ourselves on mental health. If you have a family member that's dealing with that, really try to become an expert. Learn what help what helps. Just be positive and open-minded because like the brain changes all the time. One day someone could wake up and just totally be alright. Alright? It's not far fetched. But what doesn't help is us being insensitive. Alright? So enjoy this poem. It's called A Letter to My Therapist and it's from Duly Noted. Alright? Thank you. This is called A Letter to My Therapist Explaining My Relapse. 
Shame is the parasite that swims through the synapses in my brain, extinguishing the fire that allows me to feel anything but shame. The tick that carries so much more than just Lyme disease, and Lyme disease is what they almost diagnosed me with until they found the anxiety and depression, but now it's more than just anxiety and depression. More and more illnesses that become chronic when left untreated for too long, left untreated for too long because of that same shame puffing through my veins, heavier than the panic that makes my heart race in this marathon that I didn't sign up for because I was ashamed of how my body would look in those running clothes and how heavy my legs would be dripping with shame, covered head to toe with shame and long sleeves and long pants in the summer because I will always be ashamed of my scars and ashamed of the fact that I was too ashamed to get help until it was too late. I let my illnesses go untreated until I learned that some scars don't fade, some scars just don't go away, and I learned that the hard way that all I'm left, and I learned the hard way that all I'm left with is shame because kids on the playground called me a crybaby, so I learned to spend recess where they couldn't find me so I could have my panic attacks in peace. And when my eldest sister was diagnosed with depression and anxiety, I felt like I was going to explode, so I tried to air out the shame by opening myself up from the outside in with a blade, but it didn't go away. The shame, it stayed while my other sister was diagnosed with depression and anxiety, and I thought I could break get rid of the shame if there wasn't enough of me to explode, so I tried to starve myself from the inside out so that there would be no more room for, for shame, but it still wouldn't go away. Even when I was crying in the hospital bed and my mother was asking me, why, why would you do this to yourself? And I was too ashamed to tell her that I just couldn't be the happy one anymore. I was supposed to be the happy kid. I was supposed to hide behind my shame until my brain was blocked from view because she told me that no one would want to be around me if I was negative. So I hid on the bright side by day, on the closet by night, and I tried, I tried to take up as little space as possible, and I'm sorry, I'm so sorry, why did I do this? I'm so ashamed, and in our last session you asked me, is it possible you're just angry? And I was too ashamed to tell you that, yes, of course I'm fucking angry, because I have a disease that tries to convince me I'll be better off dead, and no matter what I do, I can't escape the monsters that refuse to simply hide under my bed. Instead, they have made a home inside of my head, and they don't pay rent, but they force me to house them and carry them with me, and I want to scream and tear and rip myself apart, because how, how else can I make them go away? I just want them to go away. The shame acts as glue that keeps me from falling together and I'm tired and I'm sick of pulling the covers over my eyes and ears and mouth and nose as if it'll cover the shame too and I'm angry but there's nowhere to put my anger except back inside of me so you see I had to air myself out again but I can't say it's gotten bad again because it was never good to begin with and I'm ashamed that I ever told you that it was. I know that I'm not alone. I know that. Someone has been here before me, and it's really fucking hard to build a life worth living when I was given the blueprints for it much later in life than most, and there are scribbles and rewrites and cross-outs all over them. Someone has been here before me, and I wonder how they're doing now that they gave their blueprints away. I wonder if they gave their shame away, too.
Holy Mary, Mother God Ask the Messiah to have mercy on my spirit He's my personal Jesus My sins had me swimming in a state of amnesia I'm sick to my stomach, he's my milk of magnesia Mary, Mother God, not my car, not my visa Can buy my way home all alone, I'm a geezer Not that old and my bones is a creature I'm not that bold but my zone is the speakers I went from a kid with the soul of a Reese's To an addict, to a king, bad habits in my reefer Mary from God, have mercy on my features And my kids who come after, no rapture come between us I'm such a bad actor, all I have is my word, is my bond And the word was with John, was with Jesus Thank you, Mother God, my prayers are in heaven Thank you, Father God, no fear in my brethren Thank you, 